0: Recording four minutes late than estimation. Although, in my defense, I was shopping for candles for Shabbat. And matches. Although I didn't get the matches I wanted. But two o'clock, I think it's gonna be the move. Maybe one thirty, but um, so, for any of you who are new, this is like going and like God, a podcast where I, Jay, read the Bible from cover to cover, only to be informed that there were, there's more, there's more of it left. So, I read Tobit last week, I'm reading Judith this week, and the point of a video stream, as I mentioned uh, in the last episode, is... Um, it's now, it's continuing to to become long form performance art. So I'm going to read each of these, uh, books in one sitting, um, in order. There are only seven or eight, including what I did last week. So for example, it was less than an hour last week. Um, Judith is a bit longer, the wisdom of Solomon, is even a bit longer, so, you know, the point of doing a stream is so I don't have to feel guilty about not going back and editing the podcast, Um, and it's something fun and new and interesting for season three, so, again, it's not like a visual thing, (laughs) maybe I'll put up some, like, sparkling posters or whatever, but uh, without further ado... <clears throat> Here we go on Judith, chapter one. Now our Faxed King of Medes had brought many nations under his dominions, and he built a very strong city which which he called Ecbatana, of stone squared and hewed. He made the walls thereof seventy cubits broad and thirty cubits high, and the towers thereof he made hundreds of cubits high. But on the square of them, each side was extended the space of twenty feet, and he made the gates thereof according to the height of the towers. And he gloried as a mighty one in the force of his army and in the glory of his chariots. Now in the twelfth year of his reign, <laughs> Nabucodonosor, Nabu <laughs> Nabucodonosor, king of the Assyrians, who reigned in Nineveh, the great city, fought against Arphaxid, and overcame him. And the great plain, which is called Ragua, about the Euphrates and the Tigris and the Jadison, and the plain of Ariok, the king of the Elysians. Then was the king, (laughs) Nebuchadnezzar, you just have to go for it, you gotta commit, just commit. And his heart was elevated, and he sent to all that dwelt in Sicilia and Damascus and Libanus, and to the nations that are in Carmelis and Cedar, and to the inhabitants of Galilee and the great plain of Astralon, and to all that were in Samaria and beyond the river Jordan, and even to Jerusalem, and all the land of Jesse, till you come to the borders of Ethiopia. To all these, Nabucodonosor, king of the Assyrians sent messengers. But they all with one mind refused and sent them back empty and rejected them without honor. Then king... (laughs) What did I just say about committing? It's fine. Nabucodonosor, being angry against all that land, swore by his throne and his kingdom that he would revenge himself on all those countries. Chapter 2. In the thirteenth reign, in the thirteenth year of the reign of Nabu the two and twentieth day of the first month, the word was given out in the house of Nabu Con Nabu Cho Nabu King of the Assyrians that he would revenge himself, and he called all the ancients and all the governors and his officers war and communicated to them the secret of his council. And he said that his thoughts were to bring all the earth under his empire. And when this saying pleased them all, Nabucodonosor, the king called Holofernes, the general of his armies, and said to him, Go out against all the kingdoms of the west, and against them especially that despised my commandment. Thy eye shall not spare any kingdom, and all the strong cities thou shalt bring under my yoke. The Holofernes then Holofernes (laughs) All the captains and officers of the power of the Assyrians, and he mustered men for the expedition, as the king commanded him, a hundred and twenty thousand fighting men on foot, twelve thousand archers, horsemen, and twelve and twelve thousand archers horsemen <laughs> archers. Bojak horsemen, and he made all warlike preparations to go before with a multitude of innumerable camels and all provisions sufficient for the armies in abundance, and herds of oxen and flocks of sheep without number. He appointed corn to be prepared out of all Syria and his passage, but gold and silver he took out of the king's house in great abundance. And he went forth and he went forth he and all the army with the chariots and horsemen and archers who covered the face of the earth like locusts. And when he had passed through the border of the Assyrians, he came to the great mountain of Angi, which are on the left of Cilicia, and he went up to all their castles and took all the strong places, and he took by assault the renowned city of uh, Melothus, and pillaged all the children of Tharsis and the children of Ishmael, who were over against the face of the desert." and on the south of the land of Ceylon. And he passed over the Euphrates, and came into Mesopotamia. And he forced all the stately cities that were there, from the torrent of Mambra, till one comes to the sea. And he took the borders, therefore, of Cilicia, to the coast of Japheth, which are toward the south. And he carried away the children of Madian, and stripped them of all their riches, and all that resisted him he slew with the edge of the sword. And after these things he went down as the swords um, into the plains of Damascus in the days of the harvest, and he set all the corn on fire, and he caused all the trees and vineyards to be cut down. And the fear of them fell upon, alit the inhabitants of the land. Chapter 3. Then the kings and the princes of all the cities and provinces of Syria, Mesopotamia, and Syria, Sobal, and Libya, and Silas, um, Cilicia sent their ambassadors, who, coming to Holofernes, said, Let thy indignation toward us cease, for it is better for us to live and serve Nabucodonosor, the great king, and be subject to thee, than to die and to perish, or suffer the miseries of slavery." All our cities and our possessions, all mountains and hills and fields and herds of oxen and flocks of sheep and goats. It does say cheap. Cheap. And goats and horses and camels and all our goods and families are in thy sight. Let all we have be subject to thy law. Both we and our children are thy servants. Come to us, a peaceful Lord, and use our service as it shall please thee. Then he came down from the mountains with horsemen, in great power, and made himself master of every city, and all the inhabitants of the land. And from the city he took auxiliaries, valiant men, and chosen for war. And so great a fear lay upon all those provinces, that the inhabitants of all the cities, both princes and nobles, as well as the people, went out to meet him at his coming. And he received him, and received him with garlands, and lights, and dances, and tumbrils, and flutes. And though they did these things, they could they could not for all that mitigate the fierceness of his heart. For he both destroyed their cities and cut down their groves. For For Nabucodonosor, the king, had commanded him to destroy all the gods of the earth, that he only might be called God by these nations, which could be brought under him by the power of Hul- Holofernes, are they Greek? Are they? Is it? I mean, I'm just sort of pronouncing it like you would a Greek god, a Greek god, and uh, I hope that's good enough. Holofernes, and when he had passed through all Syria, Sobal, and all Apamea, and all Mesopotamia, he came to the Idumeans into the land of Gaba. He took possession of their cities and stayed there for thirty days. In which days he commanded all the troops of his army to be united. Chapter four. Still waiting on Judith. I <laughs> can't wait for her. Then the children of Israel who dwelt in the land of Judah, hearing these things, were exceedingly afraid of him. Dread and horror seized upon their minds, lest he should do the same to Jerusalem and to the temple of the Lord that he had done to other cities and their temples. And they sent into all Samaria round about as far as Jericho and seized upon all the tops of the mountains. And they compassed their towns with walls and gathered together corn for the provisions of war. Four provisions for war. And Eliahim the priest wrote to all that were over against Estrelon, which faceth the great plain near Dothain, and to all by whom there might be a passage of way, that they should take possession of the ascents of the mountains, by which there might be any way to Jerusalem, and should keep watch where the way was narrow between the mountains. And the children of Israel did as the priest of the Lord Eliahim had appointed them. And all the people cried to the Lord with great earnestness, and they humbled their souls in fasting prayers, both they and their wives. And the priests put on haircloths, and they caused the little children to lie prostrate before the temple of the Lord, and the altar of the Lord they covered with haircloth. What is haircloth, I wonder? And they cried to the Lord, the God of Israel, with one accord, that their children might not be made a prey and their wives carried off and their cities destroyed and their holy things profaned and that they might be made not be made a reproach to the Gentiles or Gentiles. Then Eliahim the high priest of the Lord went about all Israel and spoke to them saying know ye that the Lord will hear your prayers if you continue with perseverance in fasting and prayers in the sight of the Lord. Remember Moses the servant of the Lord who overcame Amalek, that trusted in his own strength and in his power and in his army and in his shields and in his chariots and in his horsemen, not by fighting with the sword, but by holy prayers. So shall all the enemies of Israel be if you persevere in this work which you have begun. So they moved by this exhortation of his, prayed to the Lord, and continued in the sight of the Lord, so that even they who offered the holocausts to the Lord, offered the sacrifices to the Lord, girded with haircloths and with ashes upon their head. And they all begged of God with all their heart so that he would visit his people, Israel. (gasps) Got to clean off the glasses. This is all very good advice, just like last week. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Trust in God. Remember Moses. And uh, things will turn out okay. I just cleaned these too. I went to the beach yesterday and I just have dirt everywhere. It was told Holofernes, the general of the army of the Assyrians, that the children of Israel. Oh, chapter 5. Did I just say that? And it was told Holofernes. <laughs> Holofernes. <laughs> It's, it is funny to me. The general of the army of the Assyrians, that the children of Israel prever- prepared themselves to resist and had shut up the ways of the mountains. See, this is the way to do it. Pray and um, get better <laughs> military territory. And he was transported with exceedingly great fury and indignation, and he called all the princes of Moab and the leaders of Ammon, And he said to them, Tell me what is this people that besetteth the mountains, or what are our cities, and of what sort, and how great? Also, what is their power, and what is their multitude, and who is the king over their warfare, and why they above all that dwell in the east have despised us, and have not come out to meet us, that they might receive us with peace then achior captain of all the children of Ammon, answering said i thou if thou vouchsafe my lord to hear i will tell the truth in thy sight concerning this people that dwell in the mountains and there shall not a false word come out of my mouth it's hard to read so this translation is just like there's no notes it's just straight columns and there are a bunch of commas sort of in the middle of the sentence, which for a reader kind of implies um, not tone, but um, like tempo or style. Um, But it also makes it difficult to see everything at once and kind of take in the context of the sentence. Um, The sentences are also, like the text is small, so even medium- Definitely long, but even medium-sized sentences, like, go on for a long time, so it's hard to see, like, where it's going, um, but I'm also, like, just still, I haven't been reading this edition out loud, this translation out loud, so, yeah, practice makes perfect, I guess. Uh, five, six, this people is of the offspring of the Chaldeans. They dwelt first in Mesopotamia because they would not follow the gods of their fathers, who were asked who were in the land of the Chaldeans, wherefore, forsaking the ceremonies of their fathers, which consisted in the worship of many gods, they worshipped one god of heaven, who also commanded them to depart from thence and to dwell in Quran Charon. And when there was a famine over all the land, they went down into Egypt, and there for four hundred years were so multiplied that the army of them could not be numbered. And when the king of Egypt oppressed them and made them slaves to labor in clay and brick, and in the building of his cities, they cried to their lord, and he struck the whole land of Egypt with divers plagues. And when the Egyptians had cast them out from them, the plague had ceased from them, and they had a mind to take them again and bring them back to their service, the God of heaven opened the sea to them in their flight, so that the waters were made to stand firm as a wall on either side. And they walked through the bottom of the sea and passed it dry foot. And when an innumerable army of the Egyptians pursued after them in that place, they were so overwhelmed with the waters that there was not one left to tell what had happened to posterity. And after they came out of the Red Sea, they abode in the deserts of Sinai, in which never man could dwell or son of man rested. There bitter foundations were made sweet for them to drink, and for forty years they received food from heaven." Wheresoever they went in without bow and arrow, and without shield and sword, their God fought for them and overcame. And there was no one that triumphed over this people, but when they departed from the worship of the Lord their God. But as often as beside their own God, they worshipped any other. They were given to spoil and to the sword and to reproach. And as often as they were penitent for having revolted from the worship of their God, the God of heaven gave them power to resist. So they overthrew the king of the Canaanites and of the Jebusites and of the Phariseites and the Hethites and of the Hevites and of the Amorites and all the mighty ones in Hespon, and they possessed their lands and their cities. As long as they sinned not in the sight of their God, it was well with them, for their God iniquity and even some years ago when they revolted from the way which God had given them to walk therein they were destroyed in battles by many nations and very many of them were led away captive into a strange land but of late returning to the Lord their God from the different places wherein they were scattered they are come together and are gone up into the mountains and possess Jerusalem again where their holies are Now therefore, my Lord, search if there be any iniquity of theirs in the sight of their God, let us go up to them, because their God will surely deliver them to thee, and they shall be brought under the yoke of thy power. But if there be no offense of this people in the sight of their God, we cannot resist them, because their God will defend them, and we shall be a reproach to the whole earth. And it came to pass, when Achior had ceased to speak these words, all the great men of Holophernes were angry and they had a mind to kill him saying to each other, who is this that saith the children of Israel can resist King Nabuc- Nabucodonosor and his armies, men unarmed? Is that supposed to be Nebuchadnezzar? See, this is why I need to read it in chronological order because this translation and these spellings are all different. So I'm wondering if like I don't want to stop and look it up, <laughs> but maybe that's what it is. Someone can let me know if that's true. I'm just looking at the stream here. What are my options? No options. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar, maybe, but it could be someone else. I don't know. Who could resist, and his armies and men unarmed and without force, and without skill in the art of war? That Achior therefore may know that he deceiveth us. Let us go up into the mountains, and when the bravest of them shall be taken, then shall he be stabbed with the sword. That every nation may know that Nabucodonosor is god of the earth, and beside him there is no other. No. (laughs) Table of Contents? Definitions? Nothing. Chapter 6. Also, how lit is that to be like, hmm, we probably shouldn't (laughs) Sorry. Knocked into my microphone. We probably shouldn't fuck with these people because they uh, defeated all of these warlords um, because of God. Like, explicitly. It's like, oh, you know what? God is with them, and God is helping them. And therefore, <laughs> if we aren't careful, their God will destroy us too. Um, I, will, I will say that the comment of no, no one survived the Red Sea, which I guess means the Jews told other people of their story, and people believed them which is pretty powerful or maybe the egyptians you know told people that all those social soldiers never came back um <laughs> it's a quote from pirate of the caribbean where jags bear is like where did the stories come from i wonder um but yeah imagine some random soldier coming up and being like, listen to me talk for a while about how these people are really scary because their God um, fights for them. It's pretty great. I like it. Okay, chapter 6. And it came to pass when they had left off speaking that Holophenus, being in a violent passion, said to Achior, because thou hast prophesied unto us, saying that the nation of Israel is defended by their God to shew thee that there is no God, but Nebuchadnezzar, I bet it is Nebuchadnezzar, now that I'm saying it, uh, when we shall slay them all as one man, then thou also shalt die with them by the sword of the Assyrians, and all Israel shall perish with thee, and thou shalt find that Nebuchadnezzar is lord of the whole earth, And then the sword of my soldiers shall pass through thy sides and thou shalt be stabbed and fall among the wound of Israel and thou shalt breathe no more till thou be destroyed with them. Okay. I'm going to look it up. Beep boop 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 boop. Google Google Google. Google. Who is the king in Judith? No, not the king of Judah. It is Nebuchadnezzar. Boom. Boom. I knew it. All right. Thank God. Now I can just say that instead. <laughs> oh, that's great. Modern scholars argue. Beep-ba-ba, beep, bah, bah, beep bah, boop Done. Love it. Amazing. What a way to spell Nebuchadnezzar. All right. Well, that solves that incredible problem. Nebuchadnezzar I can say because I've seen the matrix a million times Ho um, okay and thou shalt find that Nebuchadnezzar is the lord of the whole earth and then the sword of my soldiers shall pass through thy sides and thou shalt be stabbed and fall among the wounded of Israel and thou shalt breathe no more till thou be destroyed with them I also love this where they're just like you're a fucking downer bye They're like, we're literally going to kill you for being uh, a negative Nancy. (laughs) Uh, But if thou think thy prophecy is true, let not thy countenance sink. And let the paleness that is in thy face depart from thee. If thou imaginest these, my words cannot be accomplished, and that thou thou mayest know that thou shalt experience these things together with them. Behold, from this hour thou shalt be associated to their people, that when they shall receive the punishment they deserve for my sword, thou mayest fall under the same vengeance. Then Holophronus commanded his servant to take Achior and lead him to Bethulia. And to deliver him into the hands of the children of Israel. I was also picturing children like actual children, like 14-year-olds, but it's a metaphor, children. (laughs) Unless it's not, unless there are 14-year-olds. And the servants of Holofernes, taking him, went through the plains, but when they came near the mountains, the slingers came out against them. Then, turning out of the way by the side of the mountain, they tied Achior to a tree hand and foot, and so left him bound with ropes and returned to their master. And the children of Israel, coming down from Bethulia, came to him. And losing him, they brought him to Bethulia, and setting him in the midst of the people, asked him what was the matter, that the Assyrians had left him bound." In those days, the rulers there were ozias the son of Micah, and of the tribe of Simeon, Simeon and Carmi, also, called also Gotheniel, and achior related in the midst of the ancients. And in the presence of all the people, and all that he had said, being asked by Holofernes, and how the people of Holofernes would have killed him for this word, and how Holofernes himself became angry, and had commanded him to be delivered for this cause to the Israelites, that when he should overcome the children of Israel, that he might command Achior also himself to be put to death by diverse torments, for having said, The God of heaven is their defender." And when Achior had declared all these things, all the people fell upon their faces, adoring the Lord, and all of them together mourning and weeping, poured out their prayers with one accord to the Lord, saying, O Lord, God of heaven and earth, behold their pride, and look on our low condition, and have regard to the face of thy saints, and shew that thou forsakest not them that trust on thee, and that thou humblest them that presume of themselves in glory in their own strength. So when their weeping was ended and the people's prayer in which they continued all day was concluded, they comforted Achior, saying, The God of our fathers, whose power thou hast set forth, will make his return to thee, that thou rather shalt see their destruction. And when the Lord our God shall give this liberty to his servants, let God be with thee also in the midst of us, that as it shall please thee, so thou with all thine mayest converse with us. Then Ozius, after the assembly was broken up, received him into his house and made him a great supper. And all the ancients were invited, and they refreshed themselves together after their fast was over. And afterwards all the people were called together, and they prayed all night long within the church, desiring help of the God of Israel. But... Holofernes, on the next day, gave orders to his army to go up against Bethulia. Now there were in his troops 120,000 footmen and, and twenty thousand horsemen, besides the preparations of those men who had been taken and who had been brought away out of the provinces and cities of all the youth. All these prepared themselves together to fight against the children of Israel, and they came by the hillside to the top. Which looketh toward Dothan from the place which is called Belma, unto Shalman, which is over against Estralon. But the children of Israel, when they saw the multitude of them, prostrated themselves upon the ground, putting ashes upon their heads, praying with one accord that the God of Israel would shew His mercy upon His people. And taking their arms of war, they posted themselves at the places which, by a narrow pathway, led directly between the mountains, and they guarded them all day and all night. Now Holofernes, in going roundabout, found that the fountains which supplied them with water ran through an aqueduct without the city on the south side, and he commanded their aqueduct to be cut off. Nevertheless, there were springs not far from the walls, out of which They were seen secretly to draw water, to refresh themselves a little, rather than drink their fill. But the children of Ammon and Moab came to Holofernes, saying, The children of Israel trust not in their spears, not in their arrows, but the mountains are their defense, and the steep hires and precipices guard them. Wherefore, that thou mayest overcome them without joining battle, set guards at the springs, that they may not draw water out of them, And thou shalt destroy them without a word, or at least being wearied out, they will yield up their city, which they suppose, because it is situate in the mountains to become impregnable. All these words pleased Holofernes and his officers, and he placed all round about a hundred men at every spring and when they had kept this watch for 20 for full 20 days the cisterns and the reserve of waters failed among all the inhabitants of bethulia so that there was not within the city enough to satisfy them no not for one day for water was daily given out to the people by measure then all the men and women young men and children then all the men and women young men and children gathering themselves together to ahaziah all together with one voice said God be judge between us and thee, for thou hast done evil against us, and that thou wouldest not speak peaceably with the Assyrians, and for this cause God has sold us into their hands. And therefore, there is no one to help us while we are cast down before their eyes in thirst and sad destruction." And now assemble ye all that are in the city, that we may of our own accord yield ourselves up to the people of Holofernes. For it is better that being captives we should live and bless the Lord, than that we should die, and be a reproach to all flesh, after we have seen our wives and our infants die before our eyes. We call to witness this day heaven and earth, and the God of our fathers, who taketh vengeance upon us according to our sins, conjuring you to deliver now the city into the hand by the army of Holofernes, that our end may be short by the edge of the sword, which is made longer by the drought of thirst. And when they had said these things, there was a great weeping and lamentation of all in the assembly. And for many hours with one voice they cried to God, saying, We have sinned with our fathers, we have done unjustly, we have committed iniquity. Have thou mercy on us, because thou art good, or punish our iniquities by chastising us thyself, and deliver not them to trust in thee to a people that knoweth not thee, that they may not say among the Gentiles, Where? is their God. And when being wearied with these cries and tired with these weepings, they held their peace. Ozias, rising up in tears, said, Be of good courage, my brethren, and let us wait these five days for mercy from God. For perhaps he will put a stop to his imagination, or his indignation, for, per- <laughs> for perhaps he will put a stop to his indignation, and will give glory to his own name. But if after five days be passed there, come no aid. We will do the things which you leave spoken. Now, it came to pass when Judith, a widow, had heard these words. Who was the daughter of Merari, the son of Idox, the son of Joseph, the son of Ozias, the son of Eli, the son of Jamnor, the son of Gideon, the son of Rephraim, the son of Actabob, Act- Akitab? Akitab, the son of uh, Melahias, the son of Inan, the son of Nathanias, the son of Salathiel, the son of Simeon, the son of Reuben. And her husband was Manassas, who died in the time of the barley harvest. For he was standing over them that bound sheaves in the field, and the heat came upon his head, and he decide, and he died in Bethulia, his own city, and was buried there with his father's. And Judith, his relict, his relict, was a widow now three years and six months. And she made herself a private chamber, in the upper part of her house in which she abode shut up with her maids. She wore a haircloth upon her loins and fasted all the days of her life, except the Sabbaths and new moons and the feasts of the house of Israel. And she was exceedingly beautiful, and her husband left her great riches, and very many servants, and large possessions of herds of oxen, and flocks of sheep. And she was greatly renowned among all, because she feared the Lord very much. Neither was there any one that spoke any, any, any. And she was greatly renowned among all, because she feared the Lord very much. Neither was there any one that spoke an ill word of her. When therefore she heard that Ozias had promised that he would deliver up the city after the fifth day, she sent to the ancients Charbi, Chabri and Charmi, and they came to her, and she said to them, What is this word by which Ozias hath consented to give up the city to the Assyrians? If within five days there come no aid to us. And who are you that you tempt the Lord? This is not a word that may draw down mercy, this is not a word that may draw down mercy but rather that may stir up wrath and enkindle indignation you have set a time for the mercy of the Lord you have appointed him a day according to your pleasure but for as much as the Lord is patient let us be pertinent for this same thing and with many tears let us beg his pardon for God will not threaten like man nor be inflamed to anger like the son of man and therefore, let us humble our souls before him and continuing in a humble, in an, yeah, in a humble spirit in his service. Let us ask the Lord with tears that according to his will, so he would shew us his, mer- <laughs> let will, so he would shew his mercy to us, that as our heart is troubled by their pride, so also we may glorify and our humility. For we have not followed the sins of our fathers who forsook their God and worshiped strange gods, for which crime they were given up to their enemies, to the sword and to pillage and to confusion. But we know no other God but him. Let us humbly wait for his consolation, and the Lord our God will require our blood of the affliction of our enemies, and he will humble all the nations that shall rise up against us and bring them to disgrace. And now, brethren, as you are the ancients among the people of God, and their very soul resteth upon you, comfort their hearts by your speech, that they may be mindful how our fathers were tempted, that they might be proved, whether they worshipped their God truly. They must remember how our father Abraham was tempted, and being proved by many tribulations, was made the friend of God. So Isaac, So Jacob, so Moses, and all that have pleased God, passed their many tribulations, remaining faithful. But they did not receive the trials with the fear of the Lord, but uttered their impatience and the reproach of their muttering against the Lord, were destroyed by the destroyer and perished by serpents. As for us, therefore, let us not revenge ourselves for these things we suffer, but esteeming these very punishments to be less than our sins deserve, let us believe that these scourges of the Lord, with which, like servants, we are chastened, have happened for our amendment and not for our destruction. And Ozias and the ancients said to her, All things which thou hast spoken are true, and there is nothing to be reprehended in thy words. Now, therefore, pray for us, for thou art a holy woman and one fearing God. And Judith said to them, As you know that what I have been able to say is of God, so that which I intend to do, prove ye if it be God, and pray that God may strengthen my design. You shall stand at the gate this night, and I will go out with my maid servant and pray ye, that as you have said, in five days the Lord may look down upon his people Israel. But I desire that you search not into what I am doing, and till I bring you word, let nothing else be done but to pray for me to the Lord our God. And Ozias, the prince of Judah, said to her, Go in peace, and the Lord be with thee to take revenge of our enemies. So returning... They departed. The craziest thing about the women in the Bible, especially a story like this, where Judith is a wealthy woman, she's respected by the community, um, assuming her husband was respected also, but, you know, or I am assuming he was respected also. And so with his death, she remains respected and you know is keeping her house and for this woman i mean she must have been extremely respected right if she um was able to go to the elders and not directly challenge but question the decision of the community's leader and they were like yeah you right <laughs> you are a holy woman and you seem to have it Uh, going on, so um, you're right. And then she's like, I'm going to go talk to God and get him to come help us. So just chill for five days and don't do anything. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, That's pretty lit. And yeah, you know, the structures of society were not built for women to lead Um, they weren't really built for women to do much of anything in my opinion that's how I perceive it at least and so for them to listen to her for her to have the bravery and courage to stand up um, I would also say that like these stories I find the most believable because the ancient writers of these texts I don't think would give credit to a woman unless they really had to. So the history and the telling of this story, the fact that it's so explicitly about a woman, um, to me makes it more believable than some of the other stories. Chapter nine. <laughs> And when they were gone, Judith went into her oratory, and putting on haircloth, cloth, laid ashes on her head. Falling down prostrate before the Lord, she cried to the Lord, saying, O Lord, God of my father Simeon, who gavest his sword to execute vengeance against strangers, who had defiled by their uncleanness, and uncovered the virgin unto confusion. And who gave us their wives, he made a prey, and their daughters into captivity, and all their spoils to be divided to thy servants, who were zealous with thy zeal. Assist, I beseech thee, O Lord God, me, a widow. For thou hast done the things of old, and hast devised one thing after another. What thou hast designed hath been done, for all thy ways are prepared. And in thy providence thou hast placed thy judgments. Look upon the camp of the Assyrians now, as thou wast pleased to look upon the camp of the Egyptians, when they pursued armed after thy servants, trusting in their chariots and in their horsemen and in a multitude of warriors. But thou lookest over their camp, and darkness wearied them. The dark held their feet, and the waters overwhelmed them. So many it be... With these also, O Lord, who trust in their multitude, and in their chariots, and in their pikes, and in their shields, and in their arrows, and glory in their spears. And know not that thou art our God, who destroyest wars from the beginning, and the Lord is thy name. Lift up thy arms as from the beginning, and crush their power with thy power. Let their power fall in their wrath, who promise themselves to violate thy sanctuary and to defile the dwelling place of thy name, and to beat down with their sword the horn of thy altar. Bring to pass, O Lord, that his pride may be cut off with his own sword. Let him be caught in the net of his own eyes in my regard, and do thou strike him by the graces of the words of my lips. Give me constancy in my mind that I may despise him and fortitude that I may overthrow him. For this will be a glorious monument for thy name when he shall fall by the hands of a woman. For thy power, O Lord, is not in a multitude, nor is thy pleasure in the strength of horses, nor from the beginning have the proud been accepted to thee. But the prayer of the humble and the meek hath always pleased thee. O God of the heavens, creator of the waters, and Lord of the whole creation, hear me, a poor wretch, making supplication for thee, and presuming of thy mercy. Remember, O Lord, thy covenant, and put thou words in my mouth, and strengthen the resolution in my heart, that thy house may acknowledge in thy holiness, and all nations may acknowledge that thou art God, and there is no other besides thee. Chapter ten And it came to pass, when she had ceased to cry to the Lord, that she rose from the place wherein she lay prostrate before the Lord. And she called her maid, and going down into the house, she took off her hair cloth. Oh, I think it's just a cloth for your hair. It's a bandana. She's wearing a bandana. And put away the garments of her widowhood. And she washed her body, and anointed herself with the best ointment, and plaited the hair of her head. And put a bonnet upon her head and clothed herself with the garments of her gladness and put sandals on her feet and took her bracelets and lilies and earlets and rings and adorned herself with all her ornaments. And the Lord also gave her more beauty because all this dressing up did not proceed from sensuality, lent from virtue. And therefore the Lord increased this her beauty so that she appeared to all men's eyes incomparably lovely. And she gave to her maid a bottle of wine to carry and a vessel of oil and parched corn and dry figs and bread and cheese and went out. And when they came to the gate of the city, they found Osias and the ancients of the city waiting. And when they saw her, they were astonished, admiring her beauty exceedingly. But they asked her no questions, only they let her pass, saying, The God of our fathers give thee grace, and may he strengthen all the counsel of thy heart with his power, that Jerusalem may glory in thee, and thy name be in the number of the holy and just. That's a great prayer, too. And they that were there said, All with one voice, So be it, so be it. But Judith, praying to the Lord, passed through the gates she and her maid. And it came to pass, when she went down the hill about break of day, that the watchmen of the Assyrians met her, stopped her, saying, Whence comest thou, or whither goest thou? And she answered, I am a daughter of the Hebrews. And I am fled from them, because I knew they would be made a prey to you, because they despised you, and would not of their own accord yield themselves, that they might find mercy in your sight." For this reason, I thought with myself, saying, I will go to the presence of the Prince Holofernes, that I may tell him their secrets and shew him by what way he may take them without the loss of one man of his army. And when the men had heard her words, they beheld her face, and their eyes were amazed, for they wondered exceedingly at her beauty. And they said to her, thou hast saved thy life by taking this resolution to come down to our Lord and be assured of this, that when thou shalt stand before him, he will treat thee well and thou wilt be most acceptable to his heart. And they brought her to the tent of Holofernes, telling him of her. And when she was come into his presence, forthwith Holofernes was caught by his eyes. And his officers said to him, Who can despise the people of the Hebrews who have such beautiful women, that we should not think it worth our while for their sakes to fight against them? And Judith, seeing Holofernes sitting under a canopy, which was woven of purple and gold, with emeralds and precious stones, after she had looked on his face, bowed down to him, prostrating herself to the ground. And the servants of Holofernes lifted her up by the command of her master. Chapter 11. Then Holofernes said to her, Be of good comfort and fear not in thy heart, for I have never heard a man that was willing to serve Nebuchadnezzar the king. And if thy people had not despised me, I would never have lifted up my spear against them. But now tell me, for what cause how thou hast left them, and why it hath pleased thee to come to us? And Judah said to him, Receive the words of thy handmaid, For if thou wilt follow the words of thy handmaid, the Lord will do thee a perfect thing. For as Nebuchadnezzar the king of the earth liveth, and his power liveth, which is in thee for chastising of all straying souls, not all men serve him through thee, and also the beasts of the field obey him. For the industry of thy mind is spoken among all nations, and it is told through the whole world that thou art that only that <laughs> thou only art excellent, and the whole world that thou art excellent and mighty in all his kingdom, and thy discipline is cried up in the provinces. It is known also what Achior said, nor are we ignorant of what thou hast commanded to be done to him. For it is certain that our God is so offended with sins that he hath sent word by his prophets to the people that he will deliver them up for their sins. And because the children of Israel know that they have offended their God, thy dread is upon them. Moreover, also a famine hath come upon them, and for a drought of water they are already to be counted among the dead. And they have a design even to kill their cattle, and to drink the blood of them. And the consecrated things of the Lord their God, which God forbade them to touch in corn, wine, and oil, these have they proposed to make use of, and they designed to consume the things which they ought not to touch with their hands. Therefore, because they do these things, it is certain they will be given up to destruction. And I, thy handmaid knowing this, am fled from them, and the Lord hath sent me to tell thee of these things." Will I, thy handmaid, worship God, even now that I am with thee, and thy handmaid will go out, I will pray to God. And he will tell me when he will repay them for their sins, and I will come and tell thee, so that I may bring thee through the midst of Jerusalem. And thou shalt have all the people of Israel as sheep that have no shepherd, and there shall not so much as one dog bark against thee, because these things are told me by the providence of God. And because God is angry with them, I am sent to tell these these very things to thee. And all these words pleased Holofernes and his servants, and they admired her wisdom. And they said to one another, There is not such another woman upon earth in look, in beauty, and in sense of words. And Holofernes said to her, God hath done well who sent thee before the people, that thou mightest give them into our hands. And because thy promise is good, if thy God shall do this for me, he shall also be my God. (laughs) Nice, okay. And Holofernes said to her, God hath done well, who sent thee before the people, that thou mightest give them into our hands. And because thy promise is good... If thy God shall do this for me, he shall also be my God. And thou shalt be great in the house of Nebuchadnezzar. And thy name shall be renowned through all the earth. I like this also, again, too, continuing this point of womanhood. It's like, um, uh, she's clever. She's clever. And in this society where where women are dismissed at best, um, these men are like, wow, this beautiful woman, this, this beautiful woman talk good. <laughs> she must be telling the truth. This is definitely not a honeypot. Um, this is great. Judith kicks ass. Okay. Chapter 12. Then he ordered that she should go in where his treasures were laid up, and bade her tarry there. And he appointed what should be given her from his own table. And Judith answered him and said, Now I cannot eat of these things which thou commandest to be given to me, lest sin come upon me. But I will eat of the things which I have brought. And Holofernes said to her, If these things which thou hast brought with thee fail thee, what shall we do for thee? And Judith said, As thy soul liveth, my lord. The handmaid shall not spend all these things till God do by my hand that which I have purposed. And his servants brought her into the tent which he had commanded. And when she was going in, she desired that she might have liberty to go out at night and day and before day to prayer. <laughs> and when she was going in, she desired that she might have liberty to go out at night and before day to prayer and to beseech the Lord. And he commanded his chamberlains that she might go out and in to adore her God as she pleased for three days. And she went out in the nights into the valley of Bethulia and washed herself in a fountain of water. And as she came up, she prayed to the God, the Lord God of Israel, that he would direct her way to the deliverance of his people. And going in, she remained pure in the tent until she took her own meat in the evening and it came to pass on the fourth day that Holophronus made a supper for his servants and said to Vago, Vagau, his eunuch, go and pursue that and persuade that Hebrew woman to consent to her own accord to dwell with me. Ah, oh, well, that's nice. He's not trying to rape her. For it is looked upon as shameful among the Assyrians if a woman mock a man by doing so as to pass free from him. And Vagau went in to Judith and said, "Let not my good maid be afraid to go into my Lord, that she may be honoured before his face, that she may eat with him and drink wine and be merry. And Judith answered him, "Who am I, that I should gainsay my Lord? All that shall be good and best before his eyes, I will do, and whatsoever shall please him that shall be to me uh, be best to me all the days of my life." And she arose and dressed herself out of her garments, and going in, she stood before his face. And the heart of Holofernes was smitten, for he was burning with desire for her. Oh, I want her to stab him so bad. And Holofernes said to her, Drink now, and sit down and be merry, for thou hast found favor before me. And Judah said, I will drink, my lord, because my life is magnified this day above all my days. And she took and ate and drank before him what her maid had prepared for her. And Holofernes was made merry on her occasion and drank exceedingly much wine, so much as he had never drunk in his life. And when it was grown late, his servants made haste to their lodgings, and Vagau shut the chamber doors and went his way. And they were all overcharged with wine, and Judith was alone in the chamber. But Holofernes lay on his bed, fast asleep, being exceedingly drunk. And Judah spoke to her maid to stand without before the chamber and to watch. And Judith stood before the bed, praying with tears, in the motion of her lips in silence, saying, Strengthen me, O Lord God of Israel, and in this hour look on the works of my hands that thou hast promised. Thou mayest raise up Jerusalem, thy city, and that I may bring to pass that which I have purposed, having a belief that it might be done by thee. And when she said this, she went to the pillow that was at his bed's head and loosed his sword that hung tight upon it. And when she had drawn it, she took him by the hair of his head and said, Strengthen me, O Lord God, at this hour. And she struck twice upon his neck, out off his head, and took off his canopy from the pillars and rolled away his headless body. Let's fucking go. And after a while, she went out and delivered the head of Holophronus to her maid <laughs> and bade her to put it into her wallet. And they too went out according to their custom, as it were to prayer. And they passed the camp, and having uh, compassed the valley, they came to the gate of the city. And Judith, from afar off, cried to the watchmen upon the walls, "Open the gates, for God is with us, who hath shown His power in Israel." And it came to pass, when the men had heard her voice, that they called the ancients of the city, and all ran to meet her, from the least to the greatest, for now for they now had no hopes that she would come. And lighting up lights, they all gathered round about her, and she went up to a higher place and commanded silence be made. And when all had held their peace, Judah said, Praise ye the Lord our God, for who who hath not forsaken them that hope in him? And by me, his handmaid, he hath fulfilled his mercy, which he promised to the house of Israel, and he hath killed the enemy of his people by my hand this night. Then she brought forth the head of Holofernes out of the wallet and shewed it to them, saying, Behold, the head of Holofernes, the general of the army of the Assyrians, and behold his canopy, wherein he lay in drunkenness, where the Lord our God slew him by the hand of a woman." But as the same Lord liveth, his angel hath been my keeper, both going hence, and abiding there, and returning from thence hither. And the Lord hath not suffered me his handmaid to be defiled, but hath brought me back to you without pollution of sin, rejoicing for his victory, for my escape, and for your deliverance. Give all of you glory to him, because he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. And they all adored the Lord and said to her, "The Lord hath blessed thee by His power, because by thee He hath brought our enemies to naught." And Ozias, the prince of the people of Israel, said to her, "Blessed art thou, O daughter, for the Lord the most High God among all women, above all women upon the earth." Blessed be the Lord who made heaven and earth, who hath directed thee to the cutting off the head of the prince of our enemies, because he hath so magnified thy name this day, that thy praise shall not depart out of the mouth of men who shall be mindful of the power of the Lord forever, for that thou hast not spared thy life by reason, hath prevented our ruin in the presence by reason of the distress and tribulation of thy people, but hath prevented our ruin in the presence of our God. And all the people said, So be it, so be it. And Achior, being called for, came. And Judah said to him, The God of Israel, to whom thou gavest testimony, that he revengeth, revengeth himself of his enemies, he hath cut off the head of all the unbelievers this night by my hand, and that thou mayest find that it is so. And that thou mayest find that it is so. Behold the head of Holofernes, who in the contempt of his pride despised the God of Israel and threatened thee with death, saying, When the people of Israel shall be taken, I will command thy sides to be pierced with the sword. Then Achior, seeing the head of Holofernes, being seized with a great fear, he fell on his face upon the earth and his soul swooned away. But after he had recovered, his spirits fell down at her feet, and reverenced her, and said, "Blessed art thou, blessed art thou, by thy God in every tabernacle of Jacob, for in every nation which shall hear thy name, the God of Israel should be, shall be magnified on occasion of thee." Chapter fourteen. And Judith said to all the people, "Hear me, my brethren, hang ye up this head upon our walls, funkeez." <laughs> yes. And as soon as the sun shall rise, let every man take his arms, rush ye out, not as going down beneath, but as making an assault. Then the watchmen must needs run to awake their prince for the battle. And when the captains of them shall run to the tent of Holofernes, and shall find him without his head wallowing in his blood, fear shall fall, shall fall upon them. And when you shall know that they are fleeing, go after them securely, for the Lord will destroy them under your feet. Then Achior seeing the power that the God of Israel had wrought, leaving the religion of the Gentiles, he believed God and circumcised the flesh of his foreskin and was joined to the people of Israel, which all the succession of his kindred until this present day. And immediately, at break of day, they hung up the head of Holofernes upon the walls, and every man took his arms, and they sent out with a great noise and shouting. And the watchmen, seeing this, ran to the tent of Holofernes, and they that were in the tent came and made a noise before the door of the chamber to awake him, endeavoring by art to break his rest, that Holofernes might wake, not by their calling him, but by their noise. For no man durst knock or open or go into the chamber of the general of the Assyrians, But when his captains and tribunes were come and all the chiefs of the army of the king of the Assyrians, they said to the chamberlains, Go in and awake him, for the mice coming out of their holes have presumed to challenge us to fight. Then Vago Vajau VAGAO Vajau Vagau Vagau Gau Go Right? It's gotta be Gao. Vagau, vagau. I could do this for days. This is the problem. Going into his chamber, stood before the curtain and made a clapping with his hands. He thought that was sleeping, for he thought that he was sleeping with Judith. But when, with hearkening, he perceived no motion of one lying, he came near to the curtain, lifting it up, and seeing the body of Holofernes lying upon the ground without a head sweltering in his blood, he cried out with a head, Uh, with a loud voice, with weeping, and rent his garments. And he went into the tent of Judith, and not finding her, he ran out to the people, and said, One Hebrew woman hath made confusion in the house of King Nebuchadnezzar, for behold, Holophronus lieth upon the ground, and his head is not upon him. Now, when the chiefs, chiefs of the army of the Assyrians had heard this, they all rent their garments, and an intolerable fear and dread fell upon them, and their minds were troubled exceedingly. And there was a very great cry in the midst of the camp. And while all the army heard that Holophronus was beheaded, courage and counsel fled from them. And being seized with trembling and fear, they thought only to save themselves by flight. So that no one spoke to his neighbor but hanging down the head, leaving all things behind, they made haste to escape from the Hebrews, who, as they heard, were coming armed upon them and fled by the ways of the field and the paths of the hills. So the children of Israel, seeing them fleeing, followed after them, and they went down, sounding with trumpets and shouting after them. And because the Assyrians were not united together, they went without order in their fight, but the children of Israel pursuing in one body, defeating all that they could find. And Uzziah sent messengers throughout all the cities and countries of Israel, and every country and every city sent their chosen young men armed after them, and they pursued with them the edge of the sword until they came to the extremities of their confines. <clears throat> and the rest that were in Bethulia went into the camp of the Assyrians and took away the spoils, which the Assyrians in their flight left behind them, and they were laden exceedingly. But they that returned conquerors to Bethulia brought with them all things that were theirs so that there were no numbering of their cattle and beasts and all their movables in so much that from the least to the greatest all were made rich by their spoils. And Joachim the high priest came from Jerusalem to Bethulia with all his ancients to see Judith. And when she was coming out to him, they all blessed her with one voice, saying, Thou art the glory of Jerusalem, thou art the joy of Israel, thou art the honor of our people. For thou hast done manfully, and thy heart has been strengthened, because thou hast loved chastity, and after thy husband hast not known another, therefore also the hand of the Lord has strengthened thee, and therefore thou shalt be blessed forever. And all the people said, So be it, so be it. And thirty days were scarce sufficient for the people of Israel to gather up the spoils of the Assyrians. But all these good things that were proven to be peculiar goods of Holofernes, they gave to Judith in gold and silver and garments and precious stones and all household stuff. And they were all delivered to her by the people. And all the people rejoiced with the women and virgins and young men playing on instruments and harps. Then Judith sung this canticle to the Lord, saying, Begin ye to the Lord with timbrels, sing ye to the Lord with cymbals, tune unto him a new psalm, extol and call upon his name. The Lord putteth an end to wars, the Lord is his name. He hath set his camp in the midst of his people to deliver us from the hand of all our enemies. The Assyrians came out of the mountains from the north in the multitude of his strength. His multitude stopped up the torrents and their horses covered the valley. He bragged that he would set my borders on fire and kill my young men with the sword to make my infants a prey and my virgins captives. But the Almighty Lord hath struck him and hath delivered him into the hands of a woman and hath slain him. For their Mighty One did not fall by young men, neither did the sons of Titan strike him, nor tall giants oppose themselves to him. But Judith, the daughter of Morai, weakened him with the beauty of her face. For she put off her garments of widowhood and put on her the garments of joy to give joy to the children of Israel. She anointed her face with ointment, bound up her locks with the crown. She took a new robe to deceive him. Her sandals ravished his eyes. Her beauty made his soul her captive, and with a sword she cut off his head. The Persians quaked at her constancy and the Medes at her boldness. Then the camp of the Assyrians howled, when my lowly ones appeared, parched with thirst. The sons of the damsels have pierced them through, and they have killed them like children fleeing away. They perished in battle before the face of my Lord. Let us sing a hymn to the Lord. Let us sing a new hymn to our God. O Adonai, Lord, great art thou, and glorious in thy power, and no one can overcome thee. Let all thy creatures serve thee, because thou hast spoken, and they were made. Thou didst send forth thy spirit, and they were created, and there is no one that can resist thy voice. The mountain shall be moved from the foundations with the waters. The rook shall melt as wax before thy face, but they that fear thee shall be great with thee and all things. Woe be to the nation that rises up. Against my people, for the Lord Almighty will take revenge on them in the day of judgment, He will visit them, for He will give fire and worms into their flesh, that they may burn and may feel for ever And it came to pass after these things that all the people, after the victory, came to Jerusalem to adore the Lord, and as soon as they were purified, they offered holocausts and vows and their promises. And Judith offered for an anathema of oblivion all the arms of Holofernes, which the people gave her, and the canopy that she had taken away out of his chamber. And the people were joyful in the sight of the sanctuary, and for three months the joy of his victory was celebrated with Judith. And after those days every man returned to his house, and Judith was made great in Bethulia, and she was most renowned in all the land of Israel. And chastity was joined to her virtue, that she knew no man all the days of her life after the death of Manassas, her husband. And on festival days she came forth with great glory. And she abode in her husband's house a hundred and five years, and made her handma- her handmaid free, and she died and was buried with her husband in Bethulia. And all the people mourned for seven days, and all the time of her life there was none that troubled Israel, nor many years after her death. But the day of the festivity of this victory is received by the Hebrews in the number of holy days and is religiously observed by the Jews from that time until this day.